0: You guys, before we get to the show, hi. Hi. Welcome. You guys, we want to just let you know, over on our Patreon feed, we have a brand new interview with Queen Rabia. We talk all about how this documentary series came to be. Right. She gives us her hot take on Jen Pusateri, mm. on Debbie, yep. on Don, On Don and Debbie? I know. I can't even. You guys, we also have a full interview with Asia McLean Chapman, where like, you're going to see a bit of her in this episode, too. But if you want Asia's full story, mm-hmm. that's over on our Patreon feed, plus our entire episode
1: episode coverage of Serial Season 1. Yeah, which is this whole case in case you're just joining us at, here at True Crime Obsessed.
0: Anyway, we're not just trying to sell the Patreon, we're just letting you know where you can get more
1: information if you want it. Yeah, and if you want to hear from Rabia and Asia, who doesn't?
0: <laughs> i got a bunch of words for
1: you. What, what, what? Julia Pensavola! <laughs> Patrick Hines! Ba-da-da. Do you like how I couldn't count to two? <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? I didn't know where that was going, and then you just started singing, and I was like, oh, here we are.
0: Guys! To go crazy, but we're in like a real recording studio.
1: I, we have headphones on. We have <laughs> microphones that are all connected. Like we're not—they're not handheld. We're in a beautiful studio, thanks to Audio Boom. Audio Boom, we love you so much. Thanks for having us. My knees are not touching Patrick's knees, it's which is so weird. Weird. I have to get used to it. You
0: feel really far away
1: from I me. I know we're I reaching out. We touch can't, you, can't touch oh each God. other. But we'll just gaze into each other's eyes and scream. Yeah,
0: you guys. Rather than boring you with all of the live events that we're doing over the next couple of months, I'm going to direct you to our. CS Live page. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be at PodX in Nashville. We're gonna be at CrimeCon in New Orleans. Go to TrueCrimeObsessed.com click on CS Live, get all the info there. We've got discounts and deals. Come see us and hang out. Yeah. Also, you guys come to our Pride Show in June. <sighs> I gotta say the tickets are really starting to sell. So oh good. If, yeah, if you guys are thinking about coming, please get your tickets and come.
1: It's gonna be one hell of a party. <laughs> I'm serious? Don't that is no laughing matter.
0: It just looked like you workshopped that out of town or something. It just, really? yeah, it, you looked real confident. I'm just saying, you looked really confident. It's gonna be a
1: party, of course. It's June in New York City. It's Pride, of course. It's gonna be a party. The
0: 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Every night's a riot. It's true. You guys, I'm gonna be leading Pride tours around the village. It's gonna be all cool, like old gay New Yorky stuff, old cool not gay New Yorky stuff. I'm doing four tours the morning of the show. Oh so, my goodness. if you want to go, you got to get your tickets first, and then we're gonna send everybody an email uh, around the end of. April, and we're going to figure out who wants to go. We're going to make it happen.
1: You're going to use a megaphone, right? Because I can't have that precious voice. No. (laughs) out of commish when we're on stage. not a chance.
0: Okay. Lastly, you guys, get over to the Patreon. You heard about it in the pre-roll there. Uh, In addition to all that stuff, we've got The Staircase, Making a Murderer, The Jinx, episode by episode, Mm -hmm. all of our interviews with, like, fancy directors of some of the movies we've covered, including Abducted in Plain Sight. Yes, and Tower. Tower. Go get in on that stuff. Also, Madonna's Truth or Dare. And you guys, at the $10 level, you can get these regular episodes It's ad-free. How about that? I mean, how about it? That one I clearly didn't workshop. Are you happy? And then at the $20 level, you're getting a little bonus surprise from us every month and VIP meet and greet stuff down the road.
1: Yeah, I love how you're reassuring to people in the Facebook group. Like, it's nothing life-changing. It's I w- just a little hello or something from us once a month.
0: I could not be more clear about it. Like, we're going to send you a little video or sometimes, sometimes you're going to get something in the mail, but just sometimes. Yeah,
1: and no pressure. If you don't want to, great. <laughs> we love you anyway. Where it's like, it's all good all across the board, but it's it, we're not going to like show up to your house. No. We're going to send you a postcard. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> what if it was like, "Hi guys," is the wine not chilled?
0: We're, or they're like, "Julian, it's five forty-two in the morning."
1: Again, is the wine not, not chilled? I'm not going to
0: ask you again. Are,
1: am I? I'm sorry. Am I to understand that you don't have martini glasses in the freezer, <laughs> just in case? Yeah. No. Can you imagine that's the, in the twenty dollar level? We show up right. to your house and yell at you
0: <laughs> and drink all your booze and then at five in the morning, and then we leave and then
1: run away like thieves <laughs> in the night. Oh. Girl, the case against Adnan Syed, episode two. In between the truth.
0: There's a lot going on in between there.
1: There's a lot. There's a lot of truth and a lot of non-truths, which is lies. Listen, there's
0: a lot of Jen Pusateri in this episode. Jen
1: Pusateri.
0: I'm ter- I'm scared for my life.
1: Jen Pusateri might be here. <laughs> She's here, like, in the series, but is she here?
0: Jen? Does she live under your bed with Rachel from Jesus Gap no, and the Man?
1: No, but I feel like if Jen saw, I would not want to get on her bad side. In real life. uh Uh-uh. Jen's been through it. You can tell
0: it's it's not been easy for her.
1: Mm -mm. Can we also say
0: it's been a week and I'm still not over? Hashtag Debbie and Dawn. What
1: the hell was that all about? (laughs) Spring break. (laughs) What does anyone talk on the phone about for seven hours? I I can't wait to get off the phone. I know. (laughs) <laughs> who is talking for seven? I what 22-year-old I know who has a job at LensCrafters <laughs> is talking to a high school, the best friend of his girlfriend who's dead for seven hours? You guys, Robbie has got lots of opinions.
0: Uh,
2: oh, my God. All right, should we get to it? Yeah. When you are working on a case that you think is a wrongful conviction, you're only on one side, and that side is getting to the truth.
3: The day she went missing was just a normal day to me.
4: It
3: never hit
5: me that
4: something could be wrong until they found her body. The suspect
6: is Adnan Musaad Syed.
4: It felt like they gotta have the wrong guy. If he did what he did, then who's the person that I saw every day in class?
2: For years, I've been saying to Adnan, we should go to media, we should go to journalists, because they can do things we can't do but nobody realized it's gonna turn into anything big.
5: Adnan Syed's story has captivated millions since the launch of the podcast, Serial.
2: Serial is what brought new evidence to the case, but Serial is not going to exonerate him.
5: Now, 18 years after he was sent to prison, convicted murderer, Adnan Syed, heads back to court as questions about his case continue to surface.
7: As investigators, we can go beyond what law enforcement has already done. Failure to investigate more thoroughly is a major mistake.
2: I never thought about him over all these years.
0: This was a person that had a life.
8: This is an interesting case, but it's people's lives.
3: I know there are things that don't look good for me.
8: I'm telling
7: you, that's what happened. How could anybody think that he's being straight about this? Doesn't make him a killer. Makes him an unusual person. This is perhaps the critical piece to this case.
4: They were gonna follow that wherever it took them. This is a piece of evidence that nobody even realized existed. I want you to look into my eyes and tell me of your innocence.
0: get us started. We get some on-screen tests right at the top. I know you love that. I
1: know, I do. I just love I just love to be caught up. Cut
0: to the Chase Amy Berg. You know what I mean? Thank you for just telling us what's going on. Amy
1: Berg. I
0: know. Is excellent. Listen, I'm on my toes around you and Amy Berg. I am not <laughs> I am not messing around. I learned my lesson last week.
1: I love me some Amy Berg. But so January 3rd, 2016, Anand has been granted an appeal due to evidence unearthed by <gasps> cereal. <laughs> right. What else? Ding 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 ding. ding, ding. This hearing is expected to last three days, and it's going to determine if Adnan's conviction was fair. And if he wins, he's going to be granted a new trial. This is a big ass deal.
0: Spoiler, guys. It wasn't fair, whether he's granted a new trial or not.
1: Exactly. So, Robbie is back. Hi, girl. Robbie's with us this whole time. She doesn't leave our side. (laughs) And
0: you've ever noticed that she's always drinking like the perfect looking cup of tea? Yes. That tea looks so... I'm like, all I want is biscotti and tea.
1: Yeah, and it looks like a chocolatey tea. It's not just like tea. It's like pre-milked, that tea. I know. It looks
0: perfect. It's always like bubbling on the stove.
1: Scotty, girl, (laughs) after my own heart.
2: But Robbie is talking. They are nervous but hopeful. I mean, I think we haven't had this much hope um, for success in a long time. It is kind of our also, at the same time, our last best shot. I feel a sense of desperation to keep the story alive until we can get it home. And that's why I'm almost tweeting about it, I'm writing about it, I'm talking about it, because I just want resolution.
0: Adnan's
1: been rotting in jail for a long time, you guys. Yeah. Do
0: you ever imagine, like, someday down the road, Adnan's, like, listening to this?
1: Hi, Adnan. I hate when you say that people are rotting away in jail. But it's true. It's true. But It's it, terrible in it's, there. It's a heartbreaking... It's not like Adnan's been at the spa in jail this whole time, you he's guys. He's been away. He's yeah. been up at the farm. <laughs> <Right>.
0: No. <laughs> no, he's been rotting in jail.
1: Wait, hang on a
0: second. You're allowed to love the death penalty for an episode, but I'm not allowed to say Adnan's rotting in jail? Do not compare <laughs>
1: Adnan and Ted Bundy. How <laughs> dare damn-
0: <laughs> are
1: you? No, you're absolutely right. It's just a horrible, horrible and I'm like, why are you trying to gloss over jail? You love people. I know.
0: I'm the one that's on fire in this episode.
1: You guys get ready. Thierry Vignorajah is here. <laughs> you guys. This is just going to be. Remember when we had it just a constant stream? We don't like this person. Yeah, he's the state's prosecutor. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Do you know who hates Thierry Vignaraja? Robbie Achaudry yeah. hates him so much.
1: Well, because he plays these.
0: Dirty moves. He does. But Thera is here reading a statement from the Lee family, from Hayes family, saying that, like, they feel satisfied that they got the right guy the first time. We believe justice was done
7: when Adnan was convicted in 2000. And we look forward to bringing this chapter to an end. But we are grateful to all the people who are there to give Hay a voice.
0: She is the true victim.
1: The hearing was open to the public, right? Yes. And no cameras were involved. And we learned that this bitch kicked
2: Queen (laughs) Rabia, of all people, out of the courtroom. Uh, So what happened was the prosecutor said, well, before my opening, I have um, some preliminary matters. And then he turned and looked at me and turned around and said that we want to sequester witnesses. The prosecutor started reading off the names of Justin's witnesses. My name was on the list, like six, seven people. And so Justin stood up and said, well, we're not gonna be calling Ms. Chaudhry. And the prosecutor said, well, I reserve the right to call her, so I'm asking she be sequestered anyways. She's like,
1: He's- Calling me, I'd be a hostile witness, number one.
2: Can you imagine? Like, not since
0: Mr. S. Have you seen anybody more angry to be on the stand? And
1: I would love it. And she would change everything and like the world would stop and like right. it would be a whole thing. And he knows better. I remember when this was
0: happening, I was following Robbie on Twitter. I see
1: her tweeting in Dunkin' Donuts. It's true. She She's go. tweeting. And
0: she did this for like the whole time that the proceedings were happening. She like made Dunkin' Donuts her home base. Tweet, 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 tweet,
1: tweet, tweet, She's just sitting there in the Dunkin' Donuts. Like, don't you know who she is? I, don't...
2: I think it was just kind of a, a move to demoralize a Adnan's family and Adnan having me removed from the courtroom might make the prosecutor feel better but it's not going to help his case any and so this is just a way to I don't know, maybe get me back I've been pretty harsh on the state in public and I don't have any regrets So
1: She's like, I've been harsh on him, I have no regrets and I'm like, <laughs> I'm obsessed Do you know what you just did? You what? sort of
2: melded your Kathleen
0: Zellner and Rabia Chaudry impressions
1: oh. <laughs> I can't, I'm getting like
0: sweaty, I, just I know.
1: So I, know. I
5: can't
1: help it. So now we get a little
0: bit of like Rabia's story. We're at home with her adorable parents and oh. Rabia. Her dad is so cute. Again,
1: with the tea and the biscotti. I know. She just wants him to not break the biscotti into the tea, I know. she's very concerned. <laughs>
0: But this is where I was reminded of the fact that this series is based on her book. You know what I mean? We're getting a lot of Rabia because Rabia wrote this book.
1: Right. And we learn some stuff about Rabia. It's true. That maybe people didn't know. But yeah, like Rabia
0: was in a not great marriage. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know the whole thing about her ex-husband filing a false claim against her. I know.
1: Garbage. Garbage.
0: And she lost her daughter for 90 days. Rabia, girl, next time I see you, I'm squeezing you so hard. I know. We also find out that very painful experience of having a false claim filed against her was really eye-opening to her that the court could just be like hoodwinked.
2: For me to see how easy it was to manipulate the court simply by making a verbal allegation with no evidence I was just shocked and stunned.
0: People can come and lie in court and get away with it.
1: Yeah, anybody can say anything about anyone.
0: But I think that this experience had ripple effects and I think totally. that, that that's why she understands the Adnan case is because she understands how like how bad it can be. Absolutely. In court. So we're back in court. This episode you guys in case this comes up with the editing of the audio, we're back and forth between like people giving modern day interviews and then them on the stand a lot.
1: Right, or the tape of Jay with the police right, back exactly. in 1999. So we're jumping around.
0: Yeah, so we're back in court in 99 and Jay Wilds is on the stand, and I just screamed, like, we have to hear his voice again.
1: Again, that stupid monotone lie. No. It's just like lie lie, li- lie, lie, lie. Bullshit, lie, bullshit. lie, 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 Also, all the hero bells for Rabia. Have I not done that yet? Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure we are on the same
3: page. For this record, could you please state your full name? J.W. Wilds. How old are you, sir? 19. Mr. Wilds. This office is currently investigating a homicide uh, that occurred on the 13th of January involving a, hey, Lee? Yeah. What, if anything, can you tell me about that?
1: You know, Rabia says that Jay
0: was the center of gravity in this case.
1: It all revolves around Jay. She has the best pull quotes. My I know. God. I
0: know. It's like she wrote a book on the subject.
1: <laughs> Almost as if she did. Almost as if she is the center of gravity in the best way. Like Ugh. as much as Jay is, like Rabia is at the heart, to the true heart and soul of this. Yes. For oh, real. well said, girl. Thanks. Inspired by Rabia.
0: And this is the point where we see the private investigators again.
1: Tyler and Luke. Hi, guy. Hi, boys. Hey, fellas. They're so cute. They're such adorable private investigators. They're so on it. Like if we were called to do a job. This is an important one. We're going to do it. And right. We're going to take it seriously. And I'm like, oh, thank
0: God!
1: (laughs) We're seeing them because they're on
0: the side of the road in Leakin Park where Mr. S pulled over to take a pee after drinking a 40-ounce. Right. And they have access to people in this. They get the original surveyor, the same surveyor who was called when Heyman Lee's body was found, to sort of, like, survey the scene. Our goal today is to kind of have you walk us
7: through what happened. I got a call from the police department and, uh... He said, we need your services at Lincoln Park. He gave me the location, and we need you now. So, what was the purpose of the measurement of the distance? Why did they ask you to do that? Just so when they have it on record, the location of the body in Lincoln Park.
0: So he takes us into the woods to show us how far back her body was found from the road. Right. And how hard it would have been to see her there. So, So it jumps from Jay on the stand to the surveyor to now we're back at court. The interesting thing that happened here is that Adnan says he didn't fully know the state's theory of the case until that moment when Jay is testifying about like how and when Adnan killed Hay. Right. And it's so crazy because at the end of his testimony Jay gets up and walks away and just like walks right past Adnan. I know. And you can see the look on Adnan's face you can see it. He's just like
1: what the fuck is happening? bitch what? I know like he's not even mad he's just like where? What? Right. It must be a truly surreal situation to be like so that kid I kind of knew and smoked weed with sometimes right. just said all of this stuff and there's no way I could go to prison for it because I didn't do it One hundred percent. all of this like wait what just over and and you're having an I'm sorry what off with yourself right. it's horrible <laughs> it must be horrible so Adnan's arrested
0: yeah we're back to the morning of Adnan being arrested at like
1: 6 in the morning Yep. they rap with Jay right? series rap on, on Jay Wilde <laughs> for the bullshit <laughs> questioning at like 2.30 in the morning and by 6am they're at Adnan's house and we'll get back
0: because we haven't seen Jay's questioning yet Yeah, that was a mind up for me too when I that. know I was, I was like, like they just like, they
1: went, went But this
0: is where, like, we get Adnan's firsthand description of, like, what it was like to be, like, taken downtown and questioned by this Ritson McGillivary. And then he tells us the crazy moment of them, like, sliding the charging document over to him. Yeah. And it says murder in the first degree.
3: Once they gave me the charging document, I was like, holy crap, man. That's when I said, hey, listen, you know, I, uh, I, I want a lawyer. And he was like, you want a lawyer? You got a lawyer? I was like, I don't have a lawyer, but I I want to speak to a lawyer.
1: And he smartly just says lawyer. Yeah. Speaking of lawyer, you guys, we meet this guy, Chris Floor. Chris with the okay hair. (laughs) Chris with the long hair that his wife hates.
7: I got admonished by my wife to make sure I brush my hair. Not a big fan of the long hair. Basically, nobody in my family is a big fan of the long hair, so...
1: As he's combing the hair, if I didn't do this, my wife told me that if I didn't do this, I would be in the doghouse for a week. He's combing his hair. So
0: we've now evolved from, like, you guys, if the documentary crew's coming over, run a comb through your hair, Mm -hmm. to now you have to remember that they're always filming.
1: They're always filming and the mic is always hot. Robert Durst. Exactly.
0: If you're brushing your balding hair on camera, Ken Kratz, they're going to catch it. Yep. And they're going to use it in the documentary. Yeah. Is what I'm saying.
1: Yes. In the Charles Manson documentary, when we first meet our friend who ratted out Squeaky, she's fixing her bones, too. There's a lot of hair combing in documentaries. They're not
0: on your side, you guys. They're they're out to make the most interesting documentary possible. He's the lawyer that the family hired to, like, handle the bail proceedings. Right. And he's got a story.
1: Yeah. So he shows up and he's like, I remember it was a cold, gloomy day. And I'm like, wasn't it? (laughs) Wasn't it? All across the
5: board.
7: I remember going to the police station. There was like an intercom kind of thing outside. And I said, you know, my name's Chris Floor. I'm here to represent Adnan Saeed. I understand that you have him in custody. I'd like questioning to stop immediately. And he says, well, he hasn't asked for you. And I said, he doesn't know I exist. The family hired us. And I said, no, I'm representing him. He said, well, you know, according to the Supreme Court, we don't have to uh, allow him access to you unless he asks for access to you.
0: But the thing is, like, Adnan did ask for a lawyer.
1: You know what I mean? Like, Adnan tells us just a second ago, he asked for a lawyer, and Ritz and McGillivary were like, you have a lawyer? Right, but not by name, so he couldn't be allowed in. And he's like, that's it. I never got to see him. No access, no nothing. I need to research this. This Same. is bananas.
0: I know. We should have asked Robbie a I know.
1: Robbia, how? <laughs> how?
0: I want to start a podcast called Robbia how? Robbie. <laughs> a you how? You just got the answer to it all. Yeah.
1: Robbia how? Robbia, how does this new recording system work? Well... Rabia, how is Ken Kratz still a person? (laughs) Well, Rabia, how do I smell like you?
0: This guy, Chris, brought his notes with him.
7: You know, looking back over my notes, standard question you learn to ask as a criminal defense attorney is, you know, does anybody know you uh, by nickname or any other type of name? And to remember this kid sitting in front of me tell me that in the seventh grade they used to call him Eggnog
1: eggnog he was called eggnog in 7th grade it's kind of adorable but kind of racist guys just learn how to say Adnan it's not that hard it's not a hard name it's not I'm sorry and he's so cute and Chris Chris, the lawyer is like he was called eggnog he's innocent I can't pinpoint my but it's like right in the same breath he's like I can't pinpoint it but eggnog did not do this
0: when I meet him I'm just calling him eggnog Adnan do you think that's gonna be okay
1: um Rabia how is that gonna go over (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she makes me giddy. It's weird. I have to stop it. So we're flashing
0: back to ninety nine and the news is interviewing the kids at Adnans High School. Right. No one
1: can believe that he did it because he didn't do it. Right. And then some of them are like, Do you hear this bullshit people are saying about how like it's a Muslim thing? That's I know. stupid. I like know. even the high school kids are like, uh, garbage. You guys, guess who's back? Asia freaking McLean, Hey, girl! In all her glory. That dress. I know. I know. She's in this red dress in a library. (laughs) I know. I I see you, Amy Berg. I was thinking about how, I
0: know, great, great idea. Yeah. But I was thinking about how, like, last episode you were saying, like, not a hair out of place. Yeah. (laughs) And her diction, like, everything about Asia, she just sounds great. She sounds great. She looks great. She's a reliable witness, state of Maryland.
1: She is.
4: Anon and I weren't really close friends, but we had a, a ton of mutual friends. And so when someone gets arrested, you... You start to think of, you know, what's the last time I saw this person? and then you start to think of when's the last conversation that i had with them and it popped into my head like oh we, oh i remember that day i saw him in the library
1: it's a very relatable thing because she's kind of like we all kind of make it about ourselves right, right. we all kind of say like where was where am i in this <laughs> right, totally. can i help or hurt or you know like am i yeah. am i crucial how is this about me how how is is it? i'm not saying that's what
0: asia was saying but like that's what, you know what i mean you're absolutely right how am i related to this
1: yeah because you think like oh was i just with a murderer or right. can i help this person like that's a it's a heavy weight no matter what it is whether they're innocent or guilty you know
0: but then she like she screeches on the brakes like Uh, yeah wait a second like I saw him in the library like and we talked about hey about
1: the breakup and Adnan was like yeah she's seen some white dude now whatever (laughs) I wish her the best (laughs) honestly like they're flipping about it but they weren't together like so many media outlets at the time were just like her boyfriend or you know she just dumped him two days ago and now she's dead like no and
0: Rabia talks about that in our new interview with her where she's saying like even Adnan at trial was like I was so Tired of hearing the star crossed Romeo and Juliet thing. It wasn't like it that. wasn't like that. So Asia tells us that like she'd referred back to her day planner. And then she has like the crazy light bulb moment.
4: I do remember looking at a day planner that I had, and it just slowly kind of creeped up on me that the last time I saw this guy was at the library. That was before we had the two days off of school. And that was when they're saying she went missing. And then it was just kind of like light bulb moment. (laughs) I might have been the last person to see him. And we talked about her.
1: And like she didn't really trust the police. Like her boyfriend at the time had to say, if you have this information, you should tell somebody. And then we learn what it's like being in Baltimore City with the cops. And especially during those years, like she was like, we were pulled over. I was harassed.
0: Yeah. Like being a person of color.
1: Yeah. Like they didn't trust the police at all all and she's like so why would I even insert myself in this thing like as a teenager
0: 100% and of course you know for years and years down the road people are gonna accuse Asia of like trying to insert herself into something I
6: know and
1: she's like no bitch
0: it was against my best interest to get involved but I did it anyway can we get a hero bell for Asia You got it. <laughs> the hero bell is so far away from me now, I can't just, like, reach in front of you and it. I know. Us.
1: She's online. <laughs> mm.
0: So, Asia goes over to Adnan's house, right? And she, like, knocks on the door, and she's like, there's a million people there. And she goes in, and she's trying to explain to the family, like, I saw him. Like, here's the day that I saw him. Right. And we have to remember that nobody knew the state's timeline. Nobody knew that this, like, 2.30, whatever time she saw him was going to be a crucial moment in the state's timeline. So, Adnan's family's not taking her that seriously. They're like, thank you for coming, sweetheart, but it doesn't really matter. Right. So Isha, it's so smart, like she's just so smart in this moment, decides to go home. She's like, just in case this is important, I'm going to write this down. And yeah. she writes Adnan a letter and sends it to him.
4: Dear Anon, I hope I spelled it right. I'm not sure if you remember talking to me in the library on January 13th, but I remember chatting with you. Depending on the amount of time you spent in the library that afternoon, it might help your defense. I'm trying to reach out to your lawyer to schedule a possible meeting between the three of us.
0: And this becomes crucial. She says, I'm trying to reach out to your lawyer to arrange a meeting between the three of us. And that's vital because Christina Gutierrez will eventually be accused of ineffective assistance of counsel for not reaching out to Asia. And Asia was trying to reach out to her.
1: Right. And then lying to Adnan saying she did reach out and she checked out Asia and Asia was a worthless right. witness. Exactly. Which is not true. So the next big thing we're, we're covering, and this stays with us. Yeah. The cell phone records.
0: Okay, so this is huge. So we've got McGillivray on the stand. We're back at the trial He's a garbage cop. One of the two garbage cops. And he had subpoenaed Adnan's phone records. And Mm -hmm. this is how they're going to tie everything together. Right. And the thing that is so crazy about this is that Adnan, if you remember in Serial, Dana Chivas has this whole list of things where she says, like, if Adnan didn't do it, he has to be the unluckiest person in the world. Right. And one of the things she points to is that he got this cell phone two days before all of this shit went down.
1: Yeah. And he explains, not many people. Well, you guys I know it's crazy to think about yeah but in 1999 not everyone had a cell phone most people didn't
0: I didn't have a cell phone in 99.
3: I think I was the only person of like my group of friends or whatever that had a cell phone it was like a pretty cool thing I like to show it off someone wants to use the show I'm going you could use my cell phone you
1: know he was bragging about it oh I have a phone and so people were just like it was kind of like the shared phone right. of their friends and what's so crazy this cell phone it's like
0: iconic if you're like a serial nut yeah. like me you see
1: a picture of it I know you see the cell There she is, girls. (laughs) There she is.
0: It's so crazy. So McGillivary says the way they were able to track Adnan's movements and track the people that he talked to and in what order was through these cell phone records. Right. Imagine if he hadn't had the cell phone.
8: Right.
7: One of the subscribers lived in the Woodlawn area, so I responded to that location. I got out of my car and started to walk towards the residence, and a young lady, she was in the car out front, had rolled down her window. She inquired as to why I was going to her her home. She identified
3: herself as Jennifer Pusateri.
0: All right, you guys, it's time. Oh, God, it's time. Everyone have a cocktail. Everybody sit down. Mm. Jen Pusateri is in the house. Jen. (laughs) Jennifer. I know. Pusateri. Listen, if you don't remember who Jen Pusateri is, she is Jay's, like, very good friend.
1: They were inseparable potheads. Her words.
0: (laughs) Her words. And she's the one in her telling who picks up Jay like right after they bury Hay at Leakin Park. That's who she is. That's her significance. We're going to get more into her in just a second. Yeah. I just want to say she looks and sounds crazy, but I do like I have complicated feelings for her. She's
1: been through it. Let me tell you. Yeah. Like
0: life has not been easy to her. No. You can tell. No. And also I think she feels like she's been lied to by Jay and by
5: the system.
1: Yeah, she claims, she says a lot that she does not want to be dragged into this. I
5: guess at first, you know, like, uh, I ran from it. You know, I didn't uh, really want to face it. Didn't really was hoping I could just do anything to make it go away. Now here it is. It's like, you kind of got to relive it all over again.
1: But I think there has been a tiny voice inside her for several years now saying that was a lie. Everything you were told is a lie.
0: If you remember Serial, Sarah tracks Jen down to her job. Guys, I can't believe how much I remember about Serial. I kind of can't either. I'm like, (laughs) I covered this
1: with you. I know. know, That was me? Okay, just want to make sure.
0: Sarah tracks Jen down to her job, and I can't remember if Jen agreed to be on tape for a second or not. I think not.
1: I don't think she did. No,
0: but Sarah said she was very nice and just declined. We only heard Jen's voice in Serial from her police interview.
1: right which we hear again which we're gonna get to we learn a little bit more about Jay like even Jen his best friend inseparable she was just like he was a good storyteller and he would make you believe the bullshit he was spewing because he believed it himself
5: he was a good storyteller he would make you believe his shirt was green if it was blue
1: what she's saying is he was a liar. He was like a
0: pathological liar,
1: which we know. Yeah, if you've listened to point four seconds of serial, you know that Jay's a liar,
5: right?
0: And then we get Adnan's take on Jay, and we learn how Adnan and Jay even knew each other.
3: Me and Jay, we would have met like when we were in middle school. We just kind of just like ride bikes together. We would do like little tricks on them and stuff. We would smoke weed together. But then for a period of time, we may not see each other. So that was kind of like my relationship with him throughout most of high school.
0: And the only reason they hung out in high school at all was because Adnan was really good friends with Jay's girlfriend,
1: Stephanie. Right, so Adnan and Stephanie were in the Magnet program. Jay was most certainly not in the Magnet program. And so that's why he was kind of just, like, around that crew. He wasn't in it. Right. But he was always around because of Stephanie.
0: He was accepted only because of Stephanie.
1: And he had this whole thing, like, does she accept me? Like, she has so many more plans for her life, and I'm just some pothead. That's well, how he felt.
0: And Jen Terry she says it with, like, some regret in her eyes.
5: Stephanie was, like, Jay's prized possession he wanted to make her accept him because she was in the magma program and she of course had bigger aspirations and dreams than a pothead
1: Okay, let's let Stephanie live her life. (laughs) Stephanie, call us. We have lots of questions. You
0: guys, we talked to Robbie about this. Like, Stephanie is nowhere in this documentary. Robbie says that, like, Stephanie just doesn't want to talk about this at all. I am dying
1: to talk to... Hashtag where is Stephanie? Where is Stephanie? Did you happen to uh, see what she wrote in Adnan's yearbook? I did. Because Adnan alludes... All of these kids are 17 going on 40. It's true. They're in the magnet program. We get it. You're the 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 smart smart hot kids. kids. Stephanie
0: writes in his yearbook, like, you know, we always hung out. It was great. Who knows what would have been? We'll never know. We'll
1: never know. They did in eighth grade for two weeks. And it's also like,
0: Stephanie, girl, you were on all the sports teams. You were in the magnet program. You were so smart. What did you see in Jay? I don't get it.
1: She's there. We'll get to this later. But she's like in the courtroom with Jay. Yeah. Like, we, uh, like on Jay's side of, yeah, the, of the courtroom. We actually
0: see her animated. Because we see her in pictures, but we don't see her move except for this one shot. And it's a blurry,
1: like grainy 1999. It's yeah, crazy. It is crazy. I was like, that's Stephanie! She has a lot. Of a, she has a lot of answers, and she's nowhere. I know, girl. Call us. Sometimes this works. I know. If We say on the podcast, <laughs> "Girl, call us." It's true. Sometimes it works. Girl, call us. <laughs> so we're
0: back in court in 1999. Jen Pusateri is called to the stand. Apparently, the judge has to feels like she has to tell her how to get to the stand. <laughs> she gives her like very clear directions. No, over here, girl. Over
1: here. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Also, like, Jen didn't know Hay or Adnan. Her only connection was Jay. Yeah. She didn't know them. I know. And she's a state's, like, it's crazy. I
0: know. Jen is out of school, by the way. We should say that Jen is a year older than Adnan and Hay and all those kids.
1: Which is why she didn't know them. Yeah, she's in college. Yeah. And we'll
0: get to her, like, sorority sister in a minute. So Jen gives us her version of events of what happened on January 13th, which was the day that Hay went missing and is also, like, in Jay's telling, the night that Jay and Adnan buried Hay in in Leakin Park.
1: Even saying it out loud is ridiculous. I know. When did you first see Jay that day?
5: When he came to my house after I got off work. All I remember is him being at my house playing video games like we normally would. My brother was there too, the three of us. He just said he was waiting for uh, a phone call. He had a cell phone with him. Is that normal? No, Jay doesn't have a cell phone.
8: Did you know whose cell phone it was?
5: No. I remember the phone call. I remember him leaving. Do you remember when that was? Between 3.30, 3.45. Then next thing I remember is calling. I remember that we were supposed to hook back up.
0: At some point, they were going to get back together that night. They were going to hang out again. At some point, she gets a confusing page. That, that was a thing. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm just going to call that cell phone number that I have on my caller ID that I know Jay has that cell phone. She calls it and gets this like person who we find out later is Adnan. And Adnan says to her, like, Jay's busy. He'll call you when he needs you to pick him up. Eventually, Jay does call Jen and he's like, come and get me. Now, this is where Jen and Jay's stories sort of separate.
1: Here. Right. And Rabia arrives again. I'm like, right? oh, I miss you so much. And she tells us.
2: In Jen's version of events, she picked up Jay when he was with Adnan from the parking lot of a local mall. But Jay always says that Adnan dropped him off at home, and then Jen picked him up from the house. I don't know really why Jay said that he went to the house. I'm not sure what he's trying to avoid there. There's a reason. I just don't know what it is.
1: This is a pretty big lie here. And we don't know why Jay lied, but he lied.
2: And Jen, even to this day, is like, no, dude, I
1: picked him up in the mall. Yeah, at Value City. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah.
0: So in Jen's telling of the story, which is like the story that we're following right now, Jay gets into Jen's car.
1: Right. And immediately is like, girl, <laughs> I've had a night. <laughs> and just out of nowhere, just like word vomits on her. Like that kid and I just killed his girlfriend, strangled Heyman Lee. And I'm not going to the cops about it. Here's why. I don't have any other information other than I know that he strangled her. Oh, also... Gotta do a thing about some shovels.
0: Yeah, could you throw this car in reverse for five seconds so we can get over to that dumpster so I can wipe down the shovels that I lent Adnan. To bury
1: Heyman Lee. But I have
0: no information, so I'm definitely not going to the cops.
1: Okay. Then we (laughs) cut to trial. Also, Jen's just like, cool. Uh, Are you hungry? Like, do you feel like food? Like, dude, I'm so stoned right Right. now. So now we get some stuff in the trial and we're back with Ms. Christina Gutierrez (laughs) questioning Jen on the stand.
0: Oh my God. Jen doesn't like Christina, it doesn't seem like.
1: Did you see? Did you see Jay wipe the shovels? No. Did you see Jay throw out the shovels? No. And then it's just, did you see shovels? No. (laughs) So, (laughs) having some trouble with the shovel thing. Didn't mean to rhyme that, but at one point, I I just love the ellipsis. Did you see shovels? Do you see the shovels here Uh, now? I wish you guys could see giants. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you see shovels and that's how I have it written in my notes D-I-D-J-A
0: <laughs> did, did s- Jerul see shovels did Jerul see did shovels did see the shovels
1: and then it's like alright so Jen alright Jen Jennifer <laughs> Jen girl sweetheart <laughs> your best friend in the world who you're probably in love with Yeah, let's get real we're not even right?
0: getting into that but there's definitely there's a love situation happening 100%
1: there. Yeah. gets in the car Yeah. <laughs> tells you all of this horrible horrible stuff and you're just like okay cool like McDonald's or Burger King <laughs> right. or should we go to a movie or just smoke more weed like what's up you don't go to the cops I know and then present day Jen is just like
5: look at that point weed was still like really illegal you know what I mean and um we sold weed it's not street code, to go to the police with anything. I mean, I don't tell a lot of people, of course, that I was involved in this, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like the fact that I'm a state witness. I don't like the fact of that at all.
0: Yeah, she's not sorry. And then, I don't know, it's the one kind of moment of humanity she has where she's like, you know, Jay told me he didn't have any information. He didn't know where Hay's body was. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it wasn't until two weeks before the trial that I found out that he did. I guess it was
5: about two weeks before the first trial. When I found out that um, he had helped uh, Adnan bury her body in the woods, and he really did not know where the body was, and I feel like if we would have known that, or if I would have known that, we might have done something different. I don't know.
0: I don't know. And I'm like, girl, it wasn't until, like, cereal came out that you even acknowledged that you knew anything. Like, dreams don't have deadlines, you guys.
1: Yeah, no. And not still in prison. I know. Speak up. I know. God.
0: Rotting in prison, Jillian. Um, Rotting in prison. So
1: horrible. So Jen has a friend named Christy. (laughs) They're sorority sisters. just the look of your face. as <laughs> peeps. You know they were stealing from everyone's parents bar yeah, or stash. Totally. They were sneaking out at night. They were breaking curfew. They were the girls that your parents would be like you're not hanging out with them. You'll know why when you're 30 but you're not hanging out with them
0: ever. I kind of like Christy if I'm being honest.
1: Well Christy I have things about I know. Christy. I know.
0: Stay tuned. Episode 3 it gets real with Christy you guys. Yeah, But
1: at first they're kind of in the same like I can't believe we were involved in this and Christy's right. conscience is a little louder than Jen's Yeah. well stay tuned (laughs) stay tuned but like Christy's still a little like it's still surreal to her because she's
6: like looking back on it it feels very much like a movie to me what we went through and how it played out surreal like You know, very Law Order-esque, I guess.
1: (laughs) And I'm like, or real life. Right. The cops questioned you because it's real life. Because it really happened. Because a real person is Is murdered. And a real person, like, are you kidding me? Law Order-esque, Christy. (laughs) Come on. Now, again, we're back to January
0: 13th, and Christy is giving us her version of events from that day. Now, if you remember from Serial, this is the house, this is the person where Jay came over, and it was weird because Jay didn't really know this person. He knew her through. Jen Pusateri mm-hmm. if you remember yeah and he brings Adnan Adnan's acting very strange we find out that he's super high
6: I just remember being like a little odd and um Adnan not saying anything not hello not hi I'm Adnan nothing
4: she knows
1: that it was
0: about 6 o'clock you guys because Judge Judy was
1: on yeah put a pin in that
0: <laughs> yeah we come back to that yeah. oh my god so
1: she's like no of course 6 six, ding ding tick tock Judge Judy o'clock <laughs> So she's already like weirded out and just annoyed by Adnan's presence. Like, who's this dude? Like, who's not saying hi to me? Like, what's going on? Right. And then he asks how to get rid of a high. Right. And Christy's like, Who is this monster who doesn't want to be high anymore?
6: He just kind of out of nowhere is like, you know, how do you get rid of a high? And I remember being like kind of looking at Jay, like, oh, who is this kid? You know, what kind of question is that? So
0: then okay, you guys, sit. just everyone to have a drink. Mm. Adnan gets a phone call. Right. We don't know who's on the other end of the phone call. But to Christy, it was very strange.
6: You know, when he said, you know, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? What am I going to, you know, they're, they're going to come, come talk, talk to me. me. They're go- You know, what should I say? What should I do? Did you
5: understand what he was talking about?
6: No. And not too long after that, he just kind of bolted out of my house.
0: Now, this was debunked in serial because Sarah Koenig said the implication here is that this this person on the phone knows that Hay is dead and that Adon murdered her. So this is like a mystery third person. (laughs) Yeah. This is not real. Who
1: never comes back and is never identified. It's ridiculous. So
0: if there is no mystery third person, then this call is completely innocent. And what we find out, I don't know if it was serial or somewhere else, was that like the cops were calling around looking for Hay. It was the day that she went missing. Mm -hmm. If you remember, her family had called the cops. the cops were calling the friends, seeing if anybody knew her. Right. And Admon's explanation for this call in one of the podcasts or one of the somethings is that he's like, Yeah, I was stoned out of my mind. And a cop was gonna call me. Of I do not want to like I'm gonna have to talk to this cop. I'm gonna have to say where I was, I'm gonna have to tell them what I know. And his parents. Right, exactly.
1: And his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend's missing. Like, ugh. You
0: guys take this story and throw it in the garbage. Yeah, seriously. Christy, I like Christy, but throw this away.
1: Yeah. Also, just fun fact: Jay worked at a porn store that had quarter booths. <laughs> you guys, a quarter booth is for the children listening at home you put in a quarter you see a naked girl for like 30 seconds yeah like a live woman like it's in every madonna video yeah so who's that gr- it's the open your heart video exactly i always want to say it's who's that girl but it's open your heart who's yeah. that girl was the animated one jillian get it together
0: <laughs> oh this is why we were destined to make a podcast together
1: the reason we're talking about jay working at a porn store yeah is that jen goes to visit him jen's like hey the cops are asking me a lot of questions What's going on? She doesn't
0: even say what's going on. She's like, so now what do we do? Like, Jen wants to be involved in a caper with Jay.
5: So I go into a store and I remember telling him, like, yo, homicide came to my house. Now what? And I remember him saying, tell them what you need to tell them to stay out of trouble and tell them, come see me.
1: She's like, what do I do now, boss? Like,
5: she wants in yeah. on
0: whatever the
1: drama yes, is. Yes, totally. And he says, tell him to come see me. Like, right. he's John Gotti. Right. Give me right. a break. Oh, who's also garbage, by the way. I'm not <laughs> glorifying any of that. I'm just saying. Like, what is he summoning? Like, oh, tell him to come see me. Right. Jay! <laughs> who do you think you are? I know.
0: I know. You work at a porn store, Jay.
1: With quarter boots. <laughs> no judgment. I'm just saying. Like, isn't it just cheaper to buy a video? Right. Uh, yeah. Or yes. pay a sex worker? Yes. But every 30 seconds, you're pumping quarters into the booth? It's like, like
0: less awkward. Oh, yeah, you know it what just I mean? seems
1: a little like yeah. it's not enough, no pun intended, bank for your buck. I'm just saying,
0: <laughs> it just seems like a waste of money to me. So, you guys, we're back to the cell phone records again. McGillivary's on the stand now. This is a little rambling and confusing, so I'm just gonna explain it. Okay, so in the state's story, they went to Jen first, Christy was with Jen, mm-hmm. and then Jen and Christy led the cops to Jay. That's mm-hmm. how the cops found Jay was through Jen and Christy, right. according to the cops. Robbie is like, ah, not so fast, girl. Yeah, no,
1: they, she's like, they most certainly did not. No,
0: because the Saeed family had hired a private investigator who questioned Jay's boss at the porn store. They knew that Jay had missed work on at least two occasions mm-hmm. prior to the first time the cops ever went to Jen and Jay. Right. So, they found Jay whether they knew him whether who knows how the cops found Jay but they had to have a paper trail of how they got to him right. which is why they went to Jay.
1: they called him Jen Jen was just a pawn in this whole thing 100% and they're basically Robbie's like
2: to me what the police were doing is very deliberate they know this guy doesn't have a story they are helping him craft the story I don't know if it was a gut thing or they just wanted to close it but they just said this is our guy and we're gonna figure out a way They were creating evidence to get their conviction. That's what was happening.
0: So now we're hearing Jay in his interview. And we have to like, we're gonna go through this fast because I can't deal with this guy's voice. But like he's Or the lies. Or the (laughs) lies. He is so clearly being fed a story by these cops.
2: Yeah. The police knew that they found a red fiber on her body. And Jay said, Oh yeah, Adnan has these red wool gloves with like leather palms.
3: You get out of your car when you get on Evans now and have any conversations with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, we got out. Oh, and we we walking around with great, great gloves on on walk gloves or yeah, they're like wool with uh, leather palms and. You know?
1: Funny you should mention a red fiber because actually the gloves were red.
0: Right. And like what's happening here is that they have to establish premeditation. Mm -hmm. And in order to establish premeditation, they have to have Adnan telling Jay at some point that he was going to kill Hay. And this has stood out to me all the time. I've never been able to get past the language, like from serial to everything else. I've never been able to get past the language that Jay uses to describe how Adnan told him that he was going to kill Hay.
3: Try and recall his exact words I'm gonna do it. i kill it.
0: He said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to kill that bitch.
1: No, he didn't. It just doesn't <laughs> sound like my sweet baby at not It doesn't make sense. No. That's what someone, like, all right, what's, like, the cruelest thing someone could say? What's the most, like,
0: stereotypical movie
1: line right, right, somebody
0: yeah. would say right before they're going to go It's like a someone?
1: really, 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 really bad writer's first draft. And that's exactly what Jay
0: is. Yeah. This is Jay's first draft. And because Fitz and McGill, they're bad writers, too. 100%. And as Rob, like, screaming from the rooftops, the story that Jay is telling, them in this interview is not at all the story that we get at the trial.
1: Right, like at one point he's like, I didn't help dig a hole, but in court, I helped dig a hole. Like It's (laughs) it's, it's as blatant as that so many times.
0: The thing that we hear from the cops like modern day is that, you know, Jay's story may have changed, Jay's story may have been a little shady, but Jay knew what he knew and how did he know it if Jay didn't know it? And the big piece of evidence they have for that is Hayes' car. He knew where Hayes' car was.
1: This is Chilling.
7: Subsequently, we recover the car. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to know we never knew where the car was. And then we talk to Jay, and we know where the car is.
0: So Jay tells the story that after adnod kills Hay and they bury her in Leakin Park, Jay meets him at like the I seventy parking ride, right. where Adnan has Hay's car, and they drive it to the what they're calling a strip. On Edmondson Avenue, if you remember in Serial, Sarah explains to us that a strip is like a place where you go to sell or buy drugs. It's like a bad part of a bad neighborhood. Yeah, it's like
1: for those of you who watch The Wire, it's like where the row houses are.
0: Exactly. And so Jay, at the end of this interview, they like turn off the tape, and Jay takes them to the car, mm-hmm. which is like the bum bum bum. How could Jay possibly have known where the car was? And it's then it's more Robbie... like womp,
1: womp. <laughs> It's not that noise. It's the opposite <laughs> noise. It's like
0: the the. <laughs> oh, remember the garbage minute? <laughs> yeah,
2: ba da ba ba da ba boop. Rabia just says. I think Jay knew knew where the car was. The way he knew everything is that somebody told him
1: the thing is, immediately you realize that when they show the photo, like the evidence photo of, like, here's Hayes' car that Jay brought us to, the grass under her car looks so much different than the grass under the car next to hers. Right. So,
0: here's the deal. This is really big evidence. Yeah. Because Rabia says, if that car was put there anytime after the 13th, Jay is lying, and the whole thing falls apart. Exactly. So, here we are. We're modern day, out at exactly where Hay's car was. We're mm-hmm. back with our private investigator pals.
1: Yeah, and and Dr. Irvin, who is a turf physiologist. didn't know that was a thing, but now I'm obsessed with it.
0: I was thinking about you when I saw his lower third. It's like
1: turf physiologist. <laughs> tell me more.
0: And one of the guys says Dr. Irvin, I presume.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the, I'm here for the I want to watch this nerding out forever. Right. There's such nerds about it and I love it.
0: The funny thing is this is from the preview and like this is like what the crime writers have been screaming about the whole time like what are they doing? What are like what kind of evidence are they collecting there?
1: Damn good evidence. Yeah, so
0: what they're trying to point out is that based on this photograph that we have of Hayes car next to another car, the grass under Hayes car is like green and lush uh-huh. and the grass under the car next to it is like dead dead dead.
1: And that means that the car next to her has been there for weeks cuz the grass isn't getting any sun or rain or anything. I was pacing at this point, being like, (laughs) the grass! It's all in the grass!
7: Is it possible to use an analysis of the grass to determine how long this car was parked there? The best I could do is dig some of this out to actually take back to the university and grow under the January and February temperature conditions and the light conditions. Underneath the trunk area of that Nissan Sentra, we can still see that there's green plant tissue. If my experiment after six weeks, everything's gone brown, then I'd be pretty confident it wasn't parked there. For six weeks. Right.
0: In the preview, you see them digging at the car site, yeah, and you're like, what are they looking for? Totally. It's kind of anticlimactic, It's just yes. grass.
1: Yeah. They're just taking samples of the grass. Are
0: we not going to talk about Irene? Oh, they're, of course we are. They realize that they're going to get all this great evidence, but they have to, like, prove that it's the same grass now as it was 20 years ago when her car was right. found.
1: Not the same blades of grass, but the same types Type of, of gra- grass. Like, it hasn't been reseeded or anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they're walking. They're like, is there a neighborhood association, or is there somebody that, is there any way to find out if the grass has been reseeded? Enter
1: sweet, sweet Irene. I love her. I
0: She's like come on up to my porch. Yeah. She's, she's not a- suspicious at all.
1: No. Hi there. Hello.
0: Hi. May we come in?
1: Sure.
7: Hi.
4: I'm nice Irene. Nice to meet
7: you. Irene. How long have you been here?
4: 45 years.
0: Only 45 years.
7: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Was there ever a time that you remember when they came by and they ripped up the grass and they put down new grass seed and straw and replanted the, the grass? Yeah. No. That was not.
1: No. She's lived there for 45 years, and she's like, girls, I wish I could get someone to reseed this thing. No, no, no one has paid any attention to it. But she also says, we're kind of nosy neighbors. Right. If there was a car sitting there for six weeks, we'd be like, right, <laughs> Ladies, come over. We have to have some tea and spill the tea. Whose car is that? What, where, who, why, when? Yeah. And the private investigators also point out that on that lot,
0: right where Hayes' car was, you guys, we're talking this lot is like four cars. There's four cars in this lot. This is not like a parking lot. Yeah. There was so much police activity. Her car was put there on the 13th. Just in looking at the police records from like the 16th and the 17th, there was drug arrests. There was car towings, car beat, cars beat. The police were in that little space all, they would have run that plate for sure. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. They would
0: absolutely have discovered the car if it was there.
1: Absolutely. So we meet this kid, Christopher Lee Baskerville. Oh, yeah. Jay told the police that he told Chris everything. Ask me if the cops ever questioned Chris. Did the cops ever question Chris?
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris has a different story. We've, we've heard this story elsewhere too. Right. Because, you know, Jen's story is that the trunk pop was in the Best Buy parking lot. If you're new to Look the... Look at you with
1: the serial lingo still. I was still. just
0: say, if you're new to the lingo, trunk pop means where not quote, opened the trunk and showed Jay the body. And like
1: bragged about it, right. which is ridiculous. This kid Chris has a whole other
0: story that Jay told him that Jay was at a pool hall.
1: Yeah, Jay was at the pool hall minding his own business. Where not
0: just shows up, like you gotta see this dead body in my trunk
1: innocent jay just playing pool whatever but then we cut to jen and jen's like i'm sorry what (laughs) i thought it was best buy and that's when you see the wheels of guilt start to turn like wait a second
5: jay obviously picks and chooses what he wants to tell to and at this point it's created such a mess
0: Jay is telling stories to everybody all over town.
1: And everyone knows that that's what Jay does. So this is the one you believe? Right. What is is happening? And Jen, for all these
0: years, just thought, like, Jay had told her the truth. Like, he was her best friend. Why would he lie to her?
1: Right. So now, back in the day, we're back to Jen's story from what happened back then. Right. And she says that Jay told her, like, Adnan threatened Stephanie.
0: Yeah, so the idea is that, like, the reason Jay went along with this is because Adnan was like, if you don't help me bury this body, I'm going to do this to Stephanie.
1: Right, because it's like, wait, 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 Jay, hold hold, on hold on a second. Why are you doing this? Why right. are you burying this body? Why, why, why? Because supposedly Adnan threatens Stephanie.
0: But then we find out that that's all bullshit too yeah. because we're back to Krista, one of the kids in the magnet program and Krista had a birthday party that Jay and Adnan and Stephanie all came to days after... Two days! Two days after Jay and Adnan had, quote, buried Hay in Leakin Park. Jay leaves and Adnan gives Stephanie a ride home. So Jay, who's saying the only reason he helped Adnan was because Adnan threatened Stephanie, right. is now leaving Stephanie alone with a murderer.
1: Like it just, none of it None of it makes any Two sense. days later, and we see pictures from that birthday party. Right. They're all pretty chummy to me.
0: You're right, exactly.
1: Give me a break. I
0: mean, it feels almost ridiculous to go through Jay's story because it's just so bogus. It's we so all know it's so bogus. It's
1: so stupid.
3: He's either going to be the person who went along with this murder, knew about it beforehand, didn't say anything about it, helped me bury her body or stood by while I did it, still hung out with me, let his girlfriend hang out with me, acted like nothing happened or he's going to be the guy who lied and played a major role in me being a prison for, at this point, over half my life now. That I did too.
0: And what's super frustrating is that, like, there's, you know, all of the stuff about the car. They said Adnan put Hay's body in the trunk. They never tested the trunk for any forensic material. Right. The other big thing, they had taken DNA from Hay. And to test it against Jay and Adnan, they took DNA from Jay and Adnan, but they never tested it.
1: How do you take DNA evidence and then not test it?
0: I know. And then fingerprints. They don't find any of Jay's fingerprints anywhere in the car. Right. Which, obviously, he would have been in the car. Of course. And the, the one fingerprint they do find... They find on the back of the mirror. And like
1: someone's adjusting it. Right.
0: And Rabia says, like, that was probably the last person to drive the car, mm-hmm. who, if they didn't kill Hay, probably knows who did. It didn't match Jay, it didn't match Hay, and it didn't match Adnan, and they never looked at anybody else. Dawn? Like,
1: that fingerprint, right? Paging Don from LensCrafters. <laughs> paging Don from LensCrafters. You're wanted for murder. Please come to aisle 25 to life. <laughs>
8: So,
0: you guys, we now meet this woman named Nakisha Horton. And oh. She, so, she's going to be with us in the next episode. So, mm-hmm. you guys, get acquainted with Nakisha. Yeah. She was a girlfriend of Jay's. Mm-hmm. And Jay was horrible to her. Mm-hmm. And Jay beat her. You and, see the photos of it? They're horrible. It's awful. And he would beat her in front of her own child. Mm-hmm. She basically has, like, escaped from Jay Wilde.
1: And another big thing, thanks to our private eyes. Yeah. Jay is now in California and has had a lot of charges in contact with the police.
0: So this is huge. And Robbie has been talking about this for a long time too. If you look at the RPI guys, they list all, it's like 25 times that Jay's either been arrested or he's had like major run-ins with the cops where he spit on a cop, he body slammed a different
1: cop, he's punched a cop. Assault, guns, drugs, something that they can only describe as a melee.
0: (laughs) But no convictions.
1: Yeah. So Jay
0: does all this shit. He maybe gets arrested for a day, but none of this sticks to him. Interesting. And you guys, it's like we're gonna get to this eventually. But the theory here is that Jay has a deal. Mm-hmm. He's got a deal with the of prosecutors. He does. Yeah, and that's crazy. So this woman, Nakisha, the episode ends with her sitting on the stairs, and now she says this thing about like she didn't know anything about this. Like she sort of vaguely knew that Jay had had a friend whose girlfriend was murdered, but he never really got into it. Then serial comes out. She becomes aware of like Jay's significance to the case, right? And now these film producers have her like in a stairwell yeah. and she's like boop, 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 boop she calls Jay wild. yeah and
1: it ends on like pring hello hey credits damn it Amy <laughs> Bird
0: and Rabia it's so good yeah you guys spoiler he answers, he answers. It's, it's
1: on the next episode don't just tell anybody but on. he answers just between us girls he answers <laughs> don't tell don't say a word about it you guys I'm watching
0: you this. guys are you friends with her or you not Just saying, I'm loving doing this series so much. Episode three gets. Crazy! I mean, you guys, crazy. Crazy.
1: I, I've watched it three times
0: already. If you want more info, more details, over on our Patreon, we get a brand new interview with Rabia Chaudhry. We've got our interview with Asia McLean, where she tells her whole story, and our entire episode-by-episode coverage of Serial. Yeah. In addition to everything else, you know what's on the Patreon. You know what's up, you guys. You can also get ad-free versions of these episodes, our regular episodes.
1: Right. Starting with the Ted Bundy
0: tapes. Yep. Going, going forward. forward.
1: You guys, come see us live in
0: June for our Pride show. I cannot tell you enough what a special, special show that's going to be. I know. Be. That's going to be big. Yeah. For everything else we're doing, go to our CS live page. We're going to be at Podex in May. We're going to be at CrimeCon in June. If you're coming, you can get discounted tickets. Just go to our website. All the information is there. Yeah, it's
1: all laid out for you.
0: And you guys just in case it wasn't clear, next week, episode 3 of episode The Case three. Against Adnan Syed.
1: Episode 3. I'm telling you, when I say like brace yourselves, I know. truly. I know.
0: I know. I know. I know. It's going to blow your mind. Even Robbie had texted me and she was like, "I cannot. It's There's something Robbie didn't know."
1: I know. Girl, where can they find us? At True Crime Obsessed on Twitter, True Crime Obsessed Podcast on Instagram, and TrueCrimeObsessed.com for all of your True Crime Obsessed needs. Promo codes, see us live, merch, episodes, it's all there. Yeah. Where can they find you, girl? At
0: Jillian with a G, just all across the board. I'm at Patrick Hines on the Twitter, at Patrick Hines underscore on the Instagram. I don't know what we're doing for the palette cleanser yet.
1: Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah,
0: we'll figure it out when we get there. We love you guys. Thanks
1: so much. Bye. Bye.
0: I know we'll oh, get there yeah
1: that was my Sarah I know oh,
0: oh it's been a minute
1: I know I thought so too we'll get there
0: it's true sometimes
1: it works girl call us I'm gonna try it for the remainder of the Making Murderer 2 episodes so that leans there
0: she followed me on Twitter yesterday
1: <laughs> Um, excuse me where is the bell
0: here she is boys
1: here she is, world. Here's the bell.
0: You're so far away from me, I had to throw the bell to you. Yeah,
1: I hope you keep all that audio it's in. Just far. like, what a throw it was. Air quotes, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Sweetheart.
0: Did we, not, did we not discuss last week that I did not do great at Boy Scout camp? <laughs>
8: <laughs> you are a drug. You are a poison pill. I've got to kick this habit now, or else I never will. I love the rush when you would hold me close. But you will not be satisfied until I overdose. This is it. Hit the break. I am fl- Trouble teen is getting clean. I say no.
2: Veronica, who No, else no, is gonna... no, no.
8: Don't say a word. You speak and I cave in. You'll twist the truth again and drill deep down beneath my skin. You set your chance.